Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Light Up Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Gailey Tardy. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show. I have a very, very special guest joining us. She has had an outstanding career as a dental hygienist, has provided stellar care, not only to patients here in the local area, but even out on the reservation. She even went to Guatemala to provide service to those in need. And on top of that, a bonus, she also happens to be my grandmother and an amazing wife. So without further ado, please welcome to the show, Susan Dutton. Hey there, Gailey. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. What a great opportunity for me to talk about one of my passions. Absolutely. I'm so excited. It's I'll kind of give some context for the listeners, but um, mm-hmm. we had a conversation recently, right, where we were in the car and we were just we were chatting about, you know, really, what does it mean to take care of your teeth? What does it mean to take care of your gums? Um, And we really had a good conversation about gum health. And the whole time I was like, oh, we need to have a podcast. We need to talk (laughs) about this because our, our the environment in our mouth, right? Impacts our whole body in so many ways. And so I'm really excited. It's really huge. It is. It is a very huge connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, we're twins. Mm -hmm. We just said absolutely at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) So before we dive in, um, I would love for you to share a little bit more about just what got you started in dental hygiene, what made you interested in the first place, just so that the listeners and myself can learn a little bit more about your story, who you are, and what really brought you into this realm in the first place. All right. Well, my husband and I have this glorious big family of six children, and I really always intended to just stay at home and raise these kids and have a lot of fun with them, which I did too. And then as the older ones started to go away to college, um, my husband had a really serious accident, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I I need to prepare myself just in case. Mm-hmm. And so um, I... I decided that I would just try going back to school because they were going to school and I'd always loved school. And so I ran into a friend of mine that was doing dental hygiene and it sort of ticked all the boxes. I was almost 40. Um, dental hygiene is a career that when you are certified and have your certification, you are, there's no climbing the ladder. I was already there. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, that's the way it is. And, um, you didn't have to work full time because it was still like really important for me to be available to my family. You could work one day a week or five days a week mm-hmm. or six if you wanted, you, could you have know, that flexibility. but yeah. it had a lot of flexibility and um, I really knew that I loved to work with my hands. I knew that I really enjoyed talking with people and that I love medicine and science and that's kind of crucial for like going to school. Mm-hmm. You've got to kind of love that. And so um, it just seemed like a good fit. And I just have to say that after I was graduated and had been working a few years, I'm cleaning out my closet. And what do I find is an old um, aptitude test from BYU when I was 18. And I had forgotten that I'd even taken it. And dental hygienist was right at the top of the list of 
So it was just kind of cool that, you know, at a certain point, you do kind of know yourself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And what it is that you like and what's going to make it work for you. And this one just really has for me. And mm-hmm. even now, I just, I quit working during the pandemic and I just started to miss the people and mm-hmm. the contact. And so now I'm back working just two days a week, which is wonderful. So I love it. That's amazing. I feel like when you found mm-hmm. that you found that it was like confirmation that this was what you were supposed to dive into next, which is amazing. I do. It was really neat to find that, that, you know, that that was kind of on my radar at a very young age. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. I can tell, I mean, just growing up and watching you dive into this, it's so amazing because you've been able to, you know, do it often or scale back when you need to. And I always <laughs> love hearing all the stories that you have from your patient interactions and helping people. And I can tell that that passion of yours also is a big part of what you do. The people do make it mm-hmm. so interesting. I love helping people get healthy who are seriously ill, but it's also fun just to develop those friendships with people who come in and are just maintaining health. Right. I Goodness, I learn all the best movies, books, places to vacation and places <laughs> to eat out. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When, when things are in good shape, then I, I it's really fun to just get, well, and we get to know each other anyway, but of course, it's probably the medical professional that you actually see the very most in your life. Mm. You know, like you see the dentist for a few moments and you might see your doctor once a year if you're healthy for a physical. But, you know, you spend an hour with me twice a year, <laughs> you yeah. know, and hopefully you can get care with the same person because I do think it's helpful to like, you know, have someone who sees your mouth and knows how you're doing, if you're progressing, if you're slipping, mm-hmm. those kind of things. So Exactly. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. Grandma, mm-hmm. I want to hear a little bit more, and I'll share kind of the progression. I want to dive into first, you know, what ag- exactly is a dental hygienist? What's the difference between that and other people who work with teeth? Can you break mm-hmm. that down a little bit for people that might be confused? And then I want to get into why this topic is important, why we're talking about it in the first place. And then at the end of the show, we'll dive into, okay, what can people do to properly take care of their of their teeth, their hygiene? And we'll get into a bunch of other things as well, but that's kind of the the gist of where we'll go. Um, but first Sounds off, what is, what is a dental hygienist? So a dental hygienist has, I have a four-year degree from NAU, You can become a dental hygienist with a two-year degree from a community college, but in reality, it's going to take four years anyway, with two years of prerequisites, two years in that program. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I think it's worth it to get the bachelor's degree because then, I mean, I have had opportunities to be an instructor at Phoenix College and also at NAU, and that only happens when you have the bachelor's degree. So um, you're going to spend the same amount of time. So I'm a big proponent of just getting the bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. Um, A dental assistant sits chairside with the dentist, and they actually have a great career and they do a lot of varied procedures and work side by side with the dentist. Um, The dental hygienist, because of that education, um, is a lot more independent. I will, you know, I have my own room. Mm -hmm. I see my own patients. And I mean, I don't think that I even really understood when I started school the extent of what I would do because I had had a pretty healthy mouth. But there are patients who come in who have not seen the dentist in years or have a real tendency towards disease who have to have their entire mouth numbed up with injections. Mm. 
you know, using the laser, using all kinds of um, things to help heal their mouth and keep them healthy. So it's kind of a, I really do enjoy helping someone in that situation and also helping people stay healthy who are, they're both great. Absolutely. Both of those are Mm -hmm. crucial. That kind of leads me into my, the next thing I was curious about, Mm -hmm. but this is always interesting to me when we were chatting about it, it was interesting to hear you speak about people that maybe were not taking care of their teeth, taking care of their gums. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to maybe shed some light on how not taking care of your teeth, not taking care of your gums can impact your health, but maybe also you can shed some light on what that could look like physically or like what are some signs that someone's okay you know gum health or teeth aren't in the best condition so let's let's start with that because it's sometimes not what you would think you would think Mm -hmm. the gum should be shiny and pink and smooth but in reality there really is a little texture called stippling like an orange peel texture to the gums Mm. that you really do want to see those little they're kind of like little pores of your skin and You shouldn't have any swelling in there. You absolutely shouldn't see any bleeding when you brush or floss. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, if you're brushing your teeth and you're seeing blood, it's a very serious sign that you need to get into the dentist right away. Because a lot of times, if you've been gone a long time, you have um, buildup down under the gum line that you will never be able to get out by yourself at home you know, that needs to be removed. It's a lot like having a splinter in your hand, how you could wash your hands over and over and over again. But if you don't take that splinter out, it will never heal up. And it's the same with our mouths. If you leave those irritants under there, it creates like a a very rough surface on the surface of your tooth where bacteria can really set up shop, make a home, settle in. And they do, you know. And, um, it's actually... Some of the most virulent bacteria in our whole bodies absolutely reside in our mouths. And they kind of serve as a reservoir of bacteria that can spread infection and disease to other parts of the body. Mm. They know now that, um, you know, one of the hallmarks of Alzheimer's is having high levels of inflammatory cytokines, they're called. They come right out of the mouth, Mm. you know, and... When women are pregnant, 40% of women who are pregnant do have signs of periodontal disease. And that's pretty serious. And when you have that that serious, periodontal disease is infection of the bones and gums around the teeth. So it's, you have gingivitis, which Mm -hmm. is maybe bleeding gums that's fairly fresh and new. Mm -hmm. You've been neglecting things for a little while. If that goes on, and that can be totally reversed and healed. Okay. But if that goes on untreated for years or several years, or you have a family tendency toward that, which happens, then in response to that gingivitis, your body is saying like, I have got to get rid of this infection Mm -hmm. and starts to actually melt the bones away that support your teeth. So the bones start to pull back, the gums start to pull back, and suddenly you don't have the support around your teeth and you have these deep pockets. We like them to be one to three millimeters, that little lip of tissue around your tooth. But it can, I see people all the time, it's five, six millimeters and sometimes nine. So it's too swollen? Is that what's um, happening? 
the tissue swells, but it also the bones have pulled the bone away. Is deteriorating. So the bones are not there, and then there's this mm-hmm. large mm-hmm. loose tissue around the tooth, mm-hmm. full of infection and bleeding, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a very serious problem. So, some of the things that are linked to having disease in the gums are heart disease. Um, the oral bacteria they induce platelet aggregation or clotting response. Mm. You know, and that can lead to heart disease. Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. I have some little notes that yeah, I just absolutely. wrote down. But if you go into the hospital, like elderly people that are in a hospital or a nursing home, mm-hmm. those that have disease in the gums, the periodontal disease, are three times more likely to pick up pneumonia in the hospital. Oh, wow. You know, than someone whose mouth is healthy. Right. And I mentioned before the links to Alzheimer's are is terrifying actually you know and stats on that by any chance or do you know like um you know a lot of these when i say are linked it's not like we can full-on say that if you don't take care of your mouth it causes alzheimer's there's many factors that go into that but when they look at people who are diagnosed with alzheimer's they have these high levels of cytokines Mm. they have greater levels of periodontal disease and it's very clear right and i would rather be safe than i'd rather be safe it is it's like Mm -hmm. a a little reservoir of infection very close to your brain right so you don't want that and then you know in pregnancy they just find that women who have gum disease have more preterm labor premature membrane rupture like the waters are breaking Mm -hmm. and then there's preeclampsia i don't know if any of your viewers have seen like downton abbey from years ago but Mm -hmm. you know not to spoil but they have a daughter who gets preeclampsia that is highly more common right you know higher blood pressure more miscarriage more low birth weight stillborn and all kinds of issues so Mm. and then Probably one of the biggest links to periodontal disease is diabetes. Okay. Um, that diabetes and periodontal disease are kind of a bi-directional mm-hmm. infection. Mm-hmm. Like to have high blood sugar makes the bacteria in your mouth way happy. You know, they've got more to eat. Right. So it can make that disease worse and also diabetes and also inhibits healing in the mouth you don't heal as well with diabetes and so they kind of have a circular bi-directional thing but Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah it's just it's it's all very interconnected there's even some links you know with esophageal and squamous cell carcinoma you know are linked to higher bacteria so okay so so the bacteria in your mouth is is crucial because we always hear like, you know, there's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria in your gut, right? Mm -hmm. Like in your stomach. Mm -hmm. But I assume that that's probably similar in the microbiome of your, of your mouth. What -hmm. what do you know about that? Or what can you speak on in terms of how that works? So when I was in dental hygiene school, we used to like, it sounds really gross, but you kind of get into it if it's your thing, you know, but we would like take little samples of our plaque and put them on the microscope slide and stain them and look at them and if your mouth is pretty healthy you have little tiny cocci like little balls a few little rods or longer bacteria Mm -hmm. and that's considered healthy bacteria but 
when it's when your gums are not healthy or there's a deeper area that's not being able to be cleansed well, mm-hmm. you'll come out with spirochetes, which are like little springs, okay. and a lot more complex bacteria. And that is the whole purpose of flossing is that there really is about 40% of your tooth, which is a lot, yeah, that you cannot clean with a toothbrush, right. even the very best, because it's between the teeth and under the gum. And so when you floss your teeth, you really want to press that floss into the tooth. Let it slide down gently under the gum line. You don't have to slam into the gums or do anything aggressive, but just taking the floss down there breaks up all that bacteria and they have to start their life cycle all over and they become that young little healthy bacteria Mm, again. Absolutely. So when you floss, you are definitely affecting the microbiome of your mouth. So it's one of the most important habits there is. Yeah. Thanks for shedding light mm-hmm. on that. I remember mm-hmm. when we briefly touched on that, it um it definitely sounded like your your gum health was almost more important than the teeth it's like themselves. Would you say that that's like an accurate assumption? Because I feel like when everyone thinks about like going to the dentist, they think about their teeth getting cleaned, right? Removing plaque, Mm -hmm. things like that. But from our conversation, it sounds like gum health is really like the top priority because it impacts your teeth. Do you know, it does impact the teeth. And there are just so many diseases that we went over that are linked to disease in the gums and Mm -hmm. more common. And there's not that link with cavities per se. Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean, definitely people can have a tendency to have teeth that decay easily, definitely aggravated by frequent snacking, definitely aggravated by sugars and refined carbs. Absolutely. Right. Um, And sadly, in our mouths, a lot of times the um, consequences are not like immediate. And so sometimes it's hard for someone to understand that just because I haven't had cavities the last three times I've been to the dentist and I haven't been brushing my teeth before I go to bed at night doesn't mean they're not starting. Mm-hmm. And you know that sometimes the consequences are delayed. And so you don't always get that immediate feedback. I do think you do with the gums. I mean, I'm always where they're doing good where they could work a little harder and Mm -hmm. you can ask your hygienist that too you can just say where would you like me to work a little harder right where would where would be a good place for me to focus a little more attention Mm -hmm. those kind of things that's good advice what Mm -hmm. are like we're talking about the importance of flossing you explain right the the proper way Mm -hmm. to do that make sure you're making sure you're touching the gums obviously brushing your teeth like in the morning and at night those are like the two main things that I do and that I think a lot of people I talk to, or at least that I think are probably doing on a regular basis. Most, maybe most people, um, maybe mm-hmm. not flossing as much. That one you definitely have to establish as a good habit, but this mm-hmm. is going to make a lot of people start flossing more, I'm <laughs> sure. Um, but is there anything else? Like what are like top three, top four things that you think as a dental hygienist, we should be doing daily or regularly? So I am an absolute huge fan of the Philips Sonicare toothbrush. And I, it's a huge advantage that we have over our parents and grandparents who didn't have access to that tool. Mm-hmm. It's, and now 
that company, they're just the best. Like they, they guarantee all their brushes will run for two years and they stand behind it. They all have a two minute timer. They all pause every 30 seconds. So you can kind of move around your mouth and not skip anywhere. I do love that. And, and they, I just have more patients completely turn their mouth around by making that simple change mm. than anything else. Because like you said, most people really like the brushing experience. They like their mouth to feel clean, right. you know, and that's pretty established. And so you just up the effectiveness of that mm -hmm. so much when you switch to a power toothbrush that assures you're brushing long enough. And I really like my patients to just let that gentle vibration massage the gums mm -hmm. as well as the teeth to kind of focus right where the teeth and the gums meet each other Okay. and let that massage happen. Now, sometimes I don't always say that with a hand toothbrush at all because people can sometimes be too aggressive with a hand toothbrush in their efforts to feel clean mm. um, and cause some recession or wearing away of the teeth. Okay. So we don't want that, you know, and so you right. do always want a soft brush. And But I just, I, I'm a huge fan. Anyway, Sonicare now, it used to be kind of a big investment, but they have models that are anywhere from 25 to 50 to hundreds of dollars, you know. So a lot of options. There Absolutely. really are. They've made it available to everyone. And when they made the less expensive models, they did not cut any important features, in my mm -hmm. opinion. So mm -hmm. I mean, just really like them. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. So the Sonicare would be the way to go. I've been mm -hmm. loving, loving mine. It really is, oh, good. makes the world of a difference. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for that. Obviously, flossing. Is, is flossing something you should be doing twice a day, once a day? What's you know, ideal? I have, I've, I think that it depends on the individual. Once a day is what's recommended. But there, I have patients who say it's easier for me to do it the same every time. Mm -hmm. This is how I take care of my teeth. I floss, I brush. Right. And so it just depends on you, okay. you know. But yeah. And sometimes people do better when they floss first because you, you brush and then you're like, hey, feels great, tastes great, I'm done. Do you know what I mean? When if you mm. just do the flossing first, it's more likely to happen. Yeah, that's good. That's kind of like, mm -hmm. like habit stacking. That's what I talk with yeah. a lot of my patients about. Like, yes. what's going to yes. keep you, like, what's going to make it more likely that you do this? And flossing before, you know, you're obviously going to brush if you're doing that regularly. That'd be a good way to introduce introduce that habit for sure. Mm -hmm. So this is one of my favorite questions. I'm curious, <laughs> you know, what are some maybe common misconceptions about either dental hygiene or what it means to have a clean, you know, mouth um, that you've come across in just, you know, the past mm -hmm. few years? Um, gosh, what would I say about that? I get a little bit nervous about when people, when like a kind of a unknown company comes out with like charcoal toothpaste and mm. a lot of the, I just, you have to be a little bit cautious because they can be too abrasive on your teeth. Okay. And so, you know, I kind of prefer to stay with a, a name brand that has a reputation to protect that is got a lot on the line and it's not, you know, they're invested in making sure their product is not going to damage your mouth. Right. And that's I have what I patients who like to do oil pulling mm -hmm. and things like that with coconut oil. I'm not opposed to any of those things mm -hmm. as long as 
there on top of that basics of right. cleaning. Right. That bacterial plaque that grows on our teeth, it is like glue. It is really, really sticky and hard to remove. And it will not come off with just a quick brush with toothpaste that makes your mouth taste better. It's, it's really adherent, and that's and the only way that it will come off is mechanical, like brushing and flossing. Right, exactly. Like a mouthwash will never get it. Mm-hmm. It would never will. Right. You know, so. On that note, you mentioned toothpaste, and I have definitely been seeing a lot. You mentioned charcoal toothpaste, but there's definitely a lot that I've seen, at least on social media mm-hmm. and elsewhere, about like using more natural toothpaste versus mm-hmm. maybe like, you know, I don't know, the traditional ones that we always hear about, right. whether it's Colgate or and- Crest. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? And I don't know, what would you recommend? Okay. So I will just say, you know, that all of all the skin all over our body absorbs whatever you put on it. You know, so I'm pretty cautious about my lotions and my deodorants and all those things because I know it's absorbing. And honestly, Mm -hmm. the mouth is probably the most absorbent place of all. Right. And so I don't think it's at all bad to be looking at the ingredients of the products you put in your mouth. Um, I've, I've talked to my naturopath about it. I'm one of the people that's had a tendency to cavities over my lifetime. If you start out your life with many fillings as a little child, you're going to be followed with dental work for a lot mm-hmm. of your life. Okay. So, you know, when I talked to her about it, um, she said, you know, that in certain situations, if you're that person, and I am, I'm not going to go without fluoride. I'm not. Okay. And, I, and if you're a person who has extremely cold, sensitive teeth or you're getting cavities. If you're getting cavities or have gotten them, you're more likely to get more. That's just, mm. that's like, it's like a whole research thing. So fluoride would be something good for people that have years had cavities. Years, mm-hmm, okay. That, yeah. That it, it's, you know, I honestly filter fluoride out of my water. I live down here in Phoenix now and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't want my whole body bathed in fluoride with my water supply, but I definitely put it on my teeth. Right. Um, so anyway, I, I do, I will just throw this out there. <laughs> I had a, a little friend recommended to me and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's just got to be ridiculous. I don't know how I feel about that. But mm-hmm. um, there is an Instagram account that I started listening to because she told me about it and I just wanted to check it out. But it's called Living Well with Dr. Michelle. Mm-hmm. And she is definitely a holistic dentist who, you know, does other things besides fluoride and is, you know, and so I've kind of enjoyed listening to her. Yeah. I kind of thought she was maybe going to be a quack, but I don't think so. <laughs> but you I, like her. I do like, I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Thanks mm-hmm. for shedding light and, on that. Oh, oh, it's just interesting little things or is that like, let me just pull up my, one of the most interesting things is that you, you know, if you're living with someone or you're in a close relationship you are going to share bacteria with them Mm -hmm. so it's a good idea to do all you can to keep them healthy as well in their mouth exactly hold um, the people around you accountable oh here we go i found my little notes sure this is another one that's super interesting is that when you know there's certain bacteria that cause cavities 
like P. gingivalis. And I mean, there's names, big old scientific names of all the bacteria that cause cavities. And when a new baby is born, they don't have any of that bacteria in their mouth. Mm. Over the over their childhood, they get it from us. Oh, and wow. so if you can avoid like popping their pacifier in your mouth or, you know, the things that we do, testing their food to see if it's too hot in your own mouth. That's passing our bacteria to them, which yes, could cause cavities. I mean, right. You know, you could save them. <laughs> yeah. You know? So just to think about that, you know, that it's really interesting that they don't, you know, have that. So um, other thing that I wrote down is that like when every time you eat something, the bacteria in your mouth also eat. And when I mm. talk like grade school age children, it really isn't the carbs or the sugar that cause the cavities. It's the bacteria that live in your mouth that then excrete the acid on your teeth. So, you know, if I'm talking to a bunch of boys, I'm saying that they're, they're peeing on your teeth and causing all this <laughs> decay, mm -hmm. you know, and that every time you eat something, they're, you're getting like a 10 minute wash in acid on your teeth. And so, right. you know, that advice to like not snack all day or even crackers and chips and little, you know, things that don't even seem sweet, but they're in the carb family, mm -hmm. they're cause that reaction. They right. love carbs. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, it ties into how everything is inter is intertwined and, and connected, right? Like you mm -hmm. mentioning that goes back to nutrition and how we're nourishing our body. And it even goes back to what mm -hmm. you said earlier about how we are seeing that, you know, poor dental hygiene or poor gum health could impact or increase the chance of like diabetes or CP, you know, and it could also be connected to eating some of those foods, right? And so it's also right. like intertwined. And I, I think mm -hmm. my approach at least is, I would like to put my best effort into caring for all of those areas because we might not know exactly if one thing is causing X outcome, but mm -hmm. we have pretty strong evidence that it does, right? And it's probably multiple factors, multiple things contributing. And so it's always good to know, okay, what's like a good goal to have? And it sounds like, you know, brushing twice a day, using a good toothbrush, right? Flossing yes. as often as you can, going to the dentist, how often should we be going to see the dentist to get our teeth cleaned? It's pretty standard to go twice a year. Mm -hmm. Most people, if they have dental insurance, it's covered two or three times a year for them to come in and get a cleaning exam. And the x-rays once a year is a good thing to do because there's so much that cannot be seen. If you're a person that does not have dental insurance, it is still worth the money to go in once mm -hmm. a year, mm -hmm. once a year minimum and get looked at carefully. Because right. I will say, you know, in the, in the dental world, we can all feel really bad if we get a cavity, but yeah. to repair a small cavity is like, you know, $200 or less. Mm -hmm. But if it goes so far that the tooth is really gone and now is in pain, now needs a root canal, now needs a crown, you're looking at 10 times that amount of money mm. or more yeah, better to save to, that one tooth. So it's yeah. so much better to just take care of things when they're small, mm -hmm. you know. And anyway, that's just my no, advice. that's on great that. advice. Not delay treatment, don't delay or put things off too long. Right. So. I think, and I'm sure you've heard this too, I think a lot of people, 
I mean, I, I mentioned to someone that I was going to have you on the show and they're like, oh, like I always get so scared to go see the dentist. A lot of people are scared of like having needles in their mouth. It's not always comfortable yes. for some parts of it. Yes. What like, I don't know, what piece of advice would you have for people or patients that are a little nervous? They know they need to come in, but they just are scared of the dentist. Like, I think you, know, you just need to find the right dentist and the right office. Like you should never be shamed when you come to the dentist. I don't care how many years you've been gone or what you have done, right? you know, with your mouth or not done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's our job is to take care of that and help you. And if you visit an office that, you know, doesn't treat you well or makes you feel poorly or feel bad or, Right. You just you need to go somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> find someone who makes say. you feel comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I also feel like it's good to find a conservative dentist. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that's not wanting to just change everything all at once. You know, right. it's willing right. to like take things that it you know that need to be done and not more because you cannot put it back. Right. You know you. You only get one set of teeth. You really do. You need to take good care of them. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely Mm -hmm. sounds like, you know, finding someone who's going to really support you and make you feel encouraged when you go and that there's, you know, Mm -hmm. something you can do to care for your teeth. We need to make sure we're doing everything we can on a daily basis, establishing, you know, those habits with mm-hmm. our, our health and wellness, just like anything else, whether it's eating good food, going to the gym, we should be taking care of our teeth because it could mm-hmm. affect us later on, right? Maybe not right away, but right. we might see those changes later. Was there and anything then, that you, yeah, anything you wanted to add before we ask the last well, question? I don't know. I just feel like I always want to address people that have been gone a long time or don't have insurance. I mean, there's so many options out there. If you live in the Valley, there's AT Still Dental Clinic. If you're in Flagstaff, there's the NAU Dental Hygiene Clinic where Mm -hmm. you can get looked at and taken care of. Even in the regular dental offices with a phone call, you can call and find out a lot of offices have a a discount plan or some kind of self-insurance plan that you would pay a certain amount of money and and it would cover everything that you you know there's Mm -hmm. just a lot of help out there and I'm kind of a believer you can tell a lot about a dental office just by talking to them on the phone do you know what I mean you can get a feeling for how things are and yeah and to not you know to just do your just check it out and call and ask absolutely yeah 100% well, good. Thanks for sharing that. I, mm-hmm. if you're ready, I'd love to ask you like the final question of the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you may have heard this before, but you know, people that I interview on, on the podcast, I, I like to ask them this question. If tomorrow, God forbid, was your last day on earth, but you mm-hmm. had the opportunity to leave everyone in the world, one piece of advice what would it be? What would you tell them? Mm. I think the whole focus of our life is our relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. And how we treat other people is crucial. And our relationship with God, of course, I feel so strongly about that. And yeah. Jesus Christ, you know, that that's what they, you know, what Jesus demonstrated as he was here on earth is how we how we live together in love and care for one another. And and that if I had one day on earth, I just think that that's, that's the most mm. important thing. And um, 
anyway, I probably wouldn't be working in the dental office. If it was <laughs> you take the day off. <laughs> I love that. But, but it's been a lot of fun. I really have had fun with it and some big adventures. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you so much for sharing. Connect with people, connect with God. That's what that's what life is all about. And take care mm-hmm. of your teeth and your gums. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Well, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate you. That was really fun. And I hope that well, you know, everyone listening. Thanks for letting me, letting me be on, Gailey. I'm so proud of you and your consistency in doing this podcast. I just listened to you today. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yep, we're yeah. busting them out. Well, I appreciate you. That's so great. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode. We are so grateful to have you a part of the show. If you have time to leave the podcast a rating or a review or you want to share your favorite thing you learned from our conversation today, then please share that. You can share that on your social media. You can text it to a friend, whatever works best for you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a good one.